From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. And welcome to the Audio Imaginarium. Come on in, weary traveler, hang your cloak on a peg, grab a stool, and come gather round the fire. There are stories to be told, and you are among friends. Journalist, documentary filmmaker Bob Conley, Robert Conley, standing by to talk about Tesla medicine. And he's here for the full two hours. Uh, Owen Wolf is our technical producer. Ryan is our live stream producer. We are streaming live on YouTube. Uh, our YouTube channel is Strange Planet. And Albert Vinzel, our story producer. Hey, just a reminder for our Star Chamber members at patreon.com forward slash strange planet. Star Chamber members, our monthly on live or online rather, our monthly exclusive online live video chat is scheduled for next Friday. That's March the 29th at 8 p.m. Eastern. And if you want to get in on these exclusive Hangouts on air with me. You might want to consider becoming a Star Chamber member. Just go to patreon.com forward slash strange planet. And I want to welcome uh, a new Star Chamber member, David Stolzum. David Stolzum. Uh, welcome aboard. Your support, David, is greatly appreciated. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. And thank you to all our Star Chamber members and our, our whistleblower members and our truth seeker members again it's patreon.com forward slash strange planet now when you think of the great inventor nikola tesla you probably think of alternating current uh rumors of his death ray or his uh, work in anti-gravitics but tesla was also very interested in using electricity to heal and we're going to talk about Tesla's contributions to radiology and high-frequency electrotherapy. Robert W. Connolly is a Canadian journalist and documentary film producer. He's produced several television series about ancient civilizations and their lost technology for PBS and the Learning Channel. He's currently in the final stages of completing a feature documentary film and companion interactive book, called Tesla's Medicine Healing Fields. In fact, that documentary will be um, uh, air, uh, being shown during the Total Health Show. We'll give you details in a moment, but I believe that's happening April the 13th. Tesla's Medicine Healing Fields. It's a 10-year project that explores the life and medical inventions of Nikola Tesla and will provide a detailed view of how Tesla used sound, light, and electromagnetic fields to treat disease at the turn of the century. These inventions are now being reintroduced and adopted into the Canadian healthcare system for use in integrative medicine. Robert, as I say, will also be a speaker at the Total Health Show, which uh, is happening from the 12th to the 14th of April at the Metro Toronto Convention Centre. And that is North America's premier natural health show, bringing cutting-edge knowledge to, a Can- uh, to Canadians from the leading innovators in the natural health field for 42 years. Over 15,000 visitors each year attend this show to sample exciting new products, participate in debates, and meet leading innovators in the field. Bob Conley, 
Welcome to The Conspiracy Show. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Let's just jump right in and tell us about, first of all, your documentary, Tesla's Medicine, Healing Fields, again at the Toronto Convention Center, Saturday, April 13th, and uh, your your film is going to play, is it at 6 o'clock? Well, the, uh, the doors open at 6. We'll probably get going about 6.30, and it'll end at um, 9.30, 10. They're pretty okay with going a bit over to take questions, things like that. Okay, so how did this, was this a 10-year project? Did I read that correctly? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like James Cameron and you know, sort of this is the Titanic. And I'm making that movie, and I keep asking, like, just give me a little bit more time. It's going to be good. Uh, yeah, it is. It's, it started uh, uh, ten years ago. Um, and originally how I sort of got into it is that uh, I, I was not feeling that well. And uh, I was trying to find a way to uh, fix myself. And I noticed that I had... Uh, uh, I became allergic to, I would say, um, electromagnetic fields. It's it's very strange, but I had uh, worked and not uncommon, not that uncommon. Well, okay. well, I was a, a writer for uh, the high tech industry. I was one one of the first people in, probably in Canada, actually to have a, a portable Macintosh computer and a Wi-Fi card that went in the side. I was uh, a journalist writing articles about. Uh, Future technology and wireless technology was one of them. So you're an early you were, you're an early adapter. Uh, early adapter, yeah. That you know at that time Apple didn't even make a uh, a Wi-Fi base station. They only uh, they had a a card that you'd slide in inside of your computer, and you'd have to attach to somebody else's base station. But I had overexposed myself. I had a cell phone, and I had portable phones all over the place and I was I, I embraced it and uh, I noticed that my very first symptoms of it were uh, uh, let's say uh, started losing my memory and I have a pretty good memory and then I had uh, this cell phone in my pocket and I noticed that when I took my cell phone in my pocket and I put it on a, uh, a table I felt uh, this vibration in my pocket. They they call the thing the the phantom ring, and I didn't know what it really was, but I I, I do now. It's something that about thirty uh, percent of the males experience this, and if you're under eighteen, there's a lot of kids that are feeling this phantom vibration in the pocket. I think it's the your autonomic nervous system telling you that there's something not healthy going on down there. Right, right. How long ago did you start noticing these? That was strange effects. 1996. Oh, that long ago. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Almost a quarter century ago. Well, Bob. you know, I uh, I had one of the first people to have one of those, you know, gray Motorola phones. <laughs> yes. Those big block phones. And I, I spent like $5,000 on it. I was a movie producer, and I just wanted to have people on the set. And it was just easy way to call in uh, cast and crew, like, where's the trucks, where's that? It was, it's good for production, but... Every time I used it, I put it up to my head. I got a headache, so I, I, you know, I took it back to Motorola and asked for my money back, and they said, "No, no, we can't do that." So I ended up selling it for like two thousand dollars. So I, I knew a long time ago that was '84. So 
I knew that, it, that being around this stuff wasn't healthy, but when you start working in the industry, it's almost impossible to escape it. So I sort of, ado- I, you know, I, you know, sort of used it uh, in my industry and in talking about it, and I was a big promoter of it, and I still am. I think it's great technology, but you, you really have to, you know, treat it uh, as uh, with respect. That's all I can say in that way. So one day, it was a really crazy story, but I put a, a corn in my microwave oven. And uh, I noticed that my Wi-Fi base station sat on top of the refrigerator that was a, to, to send it to the top floor. I had, a, you know, I had a really nice movie studio on the top of the floor. I had a sort of nice workout deck. So I wanted to get the Wi-Fi to the very top, so I had some repeaters going on. Right. When I put a corn in a microwave oven, I lost my Internet connection. And I said, uh, okay, well, that's strange. And then when the microwave oven went off, I got my Internet connection back. And I said, oh, there must be something wrong with my microwave oven. <laughs> so I hmm. went to the telephone book, and I looked for the microwave oven repairman, and I found one, and he came out, and he said, uh, well, microwave oven's on the same frequency as uh, the Wi-Fi and your portable phone and all these things. So it's, it's leaking, and they all leak, and... And by the way, how do you feel? And I said, well, I don't feel that great. He showed me where all this stuff was coming from. And he says, why don't you just take it all out and wire it back up on your hardwire and see how you feel? And I said, okay, sure. So I did. And then like three days after I did that, I felt so wonderful. I I still was not feeling the the greatest, but uh, I felt much better. But I was uh, still depressed. And... One time, a guy said, well, you know, you should try some magnetic field therapy. I got a, a little uh, a PDF in the email, and it said, come and listen to a doctor. You know, it's an Olympic uh, coach for the U.S. swim team. Come and hear him talk about, you know, magnetic field therapy. So I went to a hotel, and this is, I think, uh, about 11 years ago, and they had this mat this magnetic field therapy mat and uh one of the people there said how'd you hey well, how'd you like to have one uh to loan and i said sure and i took it and three days later after using it ah gee i just felt so much better all, all my depression went away and it was really like a miracle i, I, I took it as a religious experience because i'd been sick so long so right then and there i decided that uh, i was going to master this subject and uh, make a feature documentary film about it. So how did this magnetic mat work? What does it look like? Well, the mat that I got, it just looks like a yoga mat, uh, a little bit thicker, um, comes with a controller unit that puts that drives the Tesla coils inside the mat. The mat has, that mat had uh, two, four, six Tesla coils inside two at the head, two in the middle, and two at the bottom near your feet, and a, a controller unit, and uh, just turned it on for eight minutes, and twice a day, that's really all it took, three days, eight minutes, twice a day, and my depression was gone, it was, it was a real miracle. Fascinating. So then, that was the launch pad, no pun intended, and you decided to figure out, okay, who is this Tesla guy, and you know what did he know about electrotherapy? Yeah, so I'm pretty good at research. I've traveled the world for 22 years, 
making documentaries, um, most of them promotional videos for tourism. Uh, I made one for China, the Soviet Union. Most of the countries uh, all hired me to make uh, documentaries, and I put it out on a travel television show called uh, Search for Ancient Wisdom. So you really have to be good at doing research uh, to figure out, you know, to talk about all these other countries, the, the history of it. About 10 years ago, there wasn't too much information on the Internet about this subject. It was sort of like a taboo subject. Um, but um, there, there were, I, I had heard that most of this uh, technology was all coming from um, Germany and the Soviet Union and the, 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 the former countries of the Soviet Union. So I basically just uh, got a plane ticket and uh, just flew to Germany. And I went to uh, the first place that I went to was the, it was in Munich, and it was the Technical University of Munich. And this is the place where a, a, a doctor he was a professor there, and his name was um, Doctor Schumann. And uh, he discovered with his assistant this thing called the Schumann resonance. And that's something that um, is very important to this type of th therapy. That's the Earth's natural electromagnetic frequency, isn't it? Right. And Tesla actually had discovered this um, in uh, over 100 years ago. But uh, he never really got the credit for that. And that's what sort of... <laughs> when I, he didn't get know, credit for much, did he? Right, right. So, but the big deal about they, they admit to it and the Germans promote this and... There's Dr. Schumann discovered the, this thing called the Schumann resonance, and what happens is that lightning strikes the Earth, and it sends out a, a big burst of voltage, and it travels up to the ionosphere, and it comes back down, um, and it bounces between the Earth and the ionosphere, and creates these waves of, of, of about 7.8 cycles per second. It's a, it's a technical distance thing. However, um, while I was at Germany, they taught me about this bunker. It was called the Andec Bunker. And this is where they, NASA in the 60s, they uh, paid the Max Planck Institute to find out um, what would it be like for astronauts to live in, in space for an extended period of time without the Earth's magnetic field. So this was a study that NASA paid for. And right, they, because the Earth's magnetic field protects us from a lot of the cosmic rays and the radiation in outer space. Yeah, so yeah, the thing is, is that when we leave the Earth, when 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 the humans move over top of a, of the Earth's magnetic field, there's the lines that come out of the Earth's magnetic field, and when you move through these lines, your body takes on a charge, and when you bend your bones, they're crystalline in nature, and as you're bending your bones, they, it creates a piezoelectric effect, and that, in conjunction with moving over the Earth's surface through the magnetic lines of the Earth, uh, you take on a charge, and this charge recharges your body. And Tesla walked uh, 10 kilometers every day um, through Central Park to feed the pigeons, and uh, right. this process 
charged them up and gave them lots of voltage. So that's one. Wait a second now. Let me just stop you there because this is fascinating, Bob. So it almost sounds like the human body is like a capacitor, or I mean, are our cells do the do do all the cells in the human body? Do they? Are they like a, a, a an electric circuit, electronic circuit? Yeah. That, the 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 unfortunate thing is is that um, when Tesla used magnetic field therapy on himself, he did it, you know, in his laboratory and moving through the Earth's magnetic field. He was a big promoter of talking about that the human body was a battery, and every cell is a, like a little cell in sort of like a, all the cells in the Tesla car where they're all lined up in, in a parallel to par- the car. There's thousands of cells in a Tesla car. Well, there's, right. there's, there's 70 trillion cells in the human body. And um, each one of these cells takes on a, a small voltage, 70 millivolts in each cell. And when they all fire together, that pushes the heart, and the, the heart beats, and there's a huge, you know, explosion in the body of the electricity. So he was telling everybody that a long time ago, the body is very, very uh, electrical, and that mm. you could charge it up with magnetic fields, the electric field inside the magnetic field. Now, let me just, I'm going to go out on a limb here. And uh, this may be sort of far afield your area of expertise, but I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm th- when you're talking about charging up these 70, did you say 70 trillion cells? 70 trillion cells, yeah. Yeah. It, it, could this be somehow related to that very, very rare phenomenon known as spontaneous human combustion? Well, you know, you're asking the wrong guy about that one. But, uh, <laughs> well, what do you think? Yeah. What do you think? Well, yeah, I've uh, I've looked at that a little bit. Like I've seen the you know the pictures where there's just you know the person's feet are there and there's their body isn't there anymore. Um, and obviously there's some really you know high energy uh, going on to you know, to disassociate the entire body, this disappear. <laughs> but uh, I'm not sure that's actually done from you know using. E- electricity, like the person touched the electrical outlet and he disappeared. I don't think that uh, that's probably happened. We're probably dealing with some more, uh, you know, quantum, you know, thing in that way. All right. I, I'm sorry to get you off on a, on a side rail there, but I just it occurred to me and I no, thought no, I'd throw no. it out there. So, it's all good. so, 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 so back to your journey of uh, of healing discovery. So you're in Germany. I'm in Germany. And, okay. So, yeah. so. So here we got NASA, and you know, the, and the Germans have this bunker, the Andex bunker. It's a it's a bomb shelter, and so what they Max Planck did, they 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 lined the entire bunker with this stuff called moon metal, and it's a mixture of aluminum and nickel. Magnetic fields won't pass through anything that has nickel in it. A magnetic field will go through metal, but it won't go through nickel. Hmm. So what they did is they blocked the Earth's magnetic field from this chamber in the Andes ah. bunker. Yeah, and they took some students in and they put them in there for a couple of weeks. And uh, 
they found that their circadian rhythms went out of sync. Interesting. Just hold on, Bob. We're going to take a break. I hear that music starting to percolate. That means we're heading into a, uh, a quick timeout. We'll come back. Documentary filmmaker, journalist Bob Conley, he'll be uh, premiering his documentary film, Tesla's Medicine, Healing Fields, 10 years in the making, Saturday, April 13th at the Total Health Show, the Toronto Convention Centre. Back with more of our conversation right after this. Follow the truth. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. And welcome back. Bob Conley, journalist, documentary filmmaker, is uh, with us for the full two hours. And we will open up the phone lines in the second hour to take your questions and comments regarding Tesla medicine. And uh, Bob will be uh, premiering his uh, documentary film, Tesla's Medicine, Healing Fields. This is a 10-year project, the culmination of 10 years. And uh, the uh, the Total Health Show happening April 12th to the 14th at the Toronto Convention Centre. Go to TotalHealthShow.com. TotalHealthShow.com for more information. And the uh, the film, Bob will be screening the film on the 13th, the 13th of April, uh, probably around 6.30. And uh, just a heads up, coming up next week, on the program, Dr. Magda Havis uh, will be here, and uh, she will be talking about 5G technology, an impending health tsunami. So uh, you might want to uh, mark that one down and be listening in next week on The Conspiracy Show. Dr. Magda Havis, 5G technology. I had her on Coast to Coast a couple of months back talking about this. Fascinating and uh, <laughs> rather frightening when you think about the possible uh, implications. Uh, so, Bob, we were talking about this uh, bunker in Germany, and uh, it's, it's nickel-plated to prevent, uh, to shield out the Earth's natural uh, electromagnetic field, the Schumann residence, residence, rather. Now, what did you say they placed inside the bunker? What were they? Well, they, they had some students. Oh, students, okay. Yeah, they, and you they said... signed up some students. They says, uh, um, come on and participate, uh, you know, at first, a deprivation bunker. Like, it wasn't small. It was, it was fairly large. You know, they had, but they just couldn't have any uh, magnetic fields or the, the sun. So it's just, um, you know, they just didn't want to have any frequencies, sound, light, anything in this bunker to see what would be the effect that to match it to be in outer space if you were an astronaut in a space capsule. They wanted to mimic right. that. And you said it disrupted their circadian rhythms, meaning instead of being on a 24-hour clock and, and you know going to, to bed at, say, 10 or 11 p.m. and waking up eight hours later, which is kind of their, a rhythm, it threw that off completely. How long did it take to do that? Uh, it, it took about four days. Um, the, the, you can, you know, you can, the, the flight attendants and pilots and anybody that does a lot of traveling will notice that, uh, 
waking up at uh, you know night and going to bed in the daytime that the light has a big effect on you know your melatonin through your eyes. Sure. And people who are blind, people who are completely blind, also have this issue. Yeah, yeah, that's right. However, um, the Earth has a, this this resonance. This um, it's actually close to seven point eight. It's actually ten. Like they put a frequency generator inside the bunker, and they you know started one hertz, two hertz, three hertz. And when they brought it up to ten hertz, the students their, their circadian rhythms came back into sync. And their even without, even in the absence of sunlight. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happened. And uh, it's quite interesting that while I was in Germany for this, um, there were some manufacturers over there. That that's one of that that particular study that they did. That sort of started this whole magnetic field therapy to happen in Germany. That's where this sort of broke out as a, as a commercialized product because of the studies NASA had done on that chamber that they found if we just make a magnetic field artificially and put some Tesla coils inside a mat and charge the mat up uh, with a fairly you know good pulse, um, you're basically mimicking the Earth's magnetic field and you know the body you know locks onto the mat and sort of resets uh, any sort of health issues you have. So that was that was a significant uh, discovery. Okay, so a couple of questions. Uh, what is what is it about seven point eight? Seven point eight is it megahertz? No, uh, it's just hertz. Seven seven well, seven point eight hertz. Seven point eight hertz. What is it about that? Uh, that is sort of so optimum for the human body. Okay, so, you see, a hundred years ago, before they had electricity, we really only had the Earth's magnetic field. Our body, this, we, we get huge amounts of energy just by moving through the Earth's surface. And that you know, people that go on run, you know, and they jog in in these uh, marathons, they have this high, you know, and you break through the wall, and all of a sudden you're just bursting with energy. That's because you supercharge yourself up by moving through the Earth's magnetic field. And any anybody that has you know that's depressed or not feeling well, they always say, "Oh, you have to get up, you have to move, you know, you have to go get some exercise." And really, it's it's all about moving through the Earth's magnetic field. So, okay, I always I just assumed it was more about oxygenating your blood your blood. Well, that's a big part of it. So right, let, yeah. So I'll try to explain how the magnetic field you know takes care of that part. But um, when when the magnetic field moves through the cell, um, the outer part of the cell is is negative, and the inner part of the cell is positive. It's like a battery. Every cell mm-hmm. is like that. So the other part. So if the cells aren't charged, like they don't repel each other. So the outer wall is negative, and the cell beside it, the blood cell beside it, it's negative too. Um, but if there's no charge, they don't repel each other. But as soon as the batteries are charged, they repel each other. So all of a sudden, your blood is free flowing. It's not sticking together. It starts. To ah, move. You I put see. You put, you breathe in oxygen, the, your lungs start taking it, and then the 
puts it through their body and actually gets it into the cell. But that whole process requires a lot of electricity to actually to make that happen. So, right, right. Um, when Makes we, sense. The, the problem that we have now as a society that we were, were, there's so many frequencies that are all over the place. A um, hundred years ago, it wasn't like that, and our DNA didn't, you know, grow up with this. So we've had to slowly adapt through, you know, electricity and then radio and then all the other wireless stuff that's coming our way. And uh, you, the the body, you know, can handle this, but you got to take a break every once in a while. So that's what so this figured out. This electronic smog that we're living in, Wi-Fi and soon to be 5G and uh, the electricity that's uh, radio uh, and microwaves and so forth. Is that is that shielding the the natural resonance that that uh, you know that seven point eight hertz? Is it interfering with it? Is that what's the, what the problem is? Well, the, uh, there's several theories on this, but um, over in Germany, when they discovered this in the late sixties. They they took that frequency and um, they made a little tiny little thing that you would wear around your neck, and it was just had this little pulse, you know, seven point eight hertz electric pulse into the heart, and they gave them to the um, airline flight attendants in Lufthansa, and uh, they found that none of them got you know jet lag. They could they could reset their circadian rhythm to be morning, night, you know, they did it artificially. And mm-hmm. um, that's where these sort of, the, the mats grew out into sort of professionally. So um, what the Germans have done, um, you know, they, you know, the, the very high technology over there with all the wireless stuff everywhere else, but they started using these magnetic mats and magnetic field therapy as sort of to offset the the reactions from all this electrosmog. So by being out in the environment, um, your body absorbs all this stuff like a chicken in a microwave oven. And then they would just use magnetic field therapy, you know, to flush it out at the end of the day and sort of reset cells, much like a coal miner. If he's working on a coal mine, he'd, he would get dirty. And then he'd come home and have a shower and wash it all out of his body. So Tesla was doing that with his machines and he was doing it naturally by walking you know 10 kilometers every day through you know central park to get the magnetic fields of the earth naturally fascinating and uh, i mean sleep deprivation and sleep interruption is such a huge issue uh and and you know they, they say if you don't get enough sleep it eventually i mean it'll kill you uh, do you blame then this electronic smog for for sleep for the sleep deprivation, which seems to be just uh, almost a pandemic, at least in Western civilization? Uh, so, so there's a there's a couple of things that just everybody should really pay attention to um, to live a much longer, healthier life, and that is their bedroom. Because you spend uh, a third of your life there, and you really want to try to mimic 
sleeping in a log cabin uh, in a forest, uh, so you really only have the Earth's magnetic field. That's most of the people that are consultants for the industry that people can't sleep or, you know, they, they, they live in a house that might have, you know, too much wiring health issues because the house was wired incorrectly. People dirty electricity. Dirty electricity. Uh, Bob, sorry, i got to interrupt again. We'll take a quick time out. We'll come back and pick it up on the other side. Bob Conley, journalist, documentary filmmaker, and we're talking Tesla medicine here on The Conspiracy Show. Don't go away. From Yeti to Nessie, pyramids to pandemics, all is revealed on The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio. Hey, welcome back. Robert Conley is with us, and he'll be a speaker at the Total Health Show, which is happening from the 12th to the 14th of April at the Metro Toronto Convention Centre, totalhealthshow.com, thetotalhealthshow.com, and his film, Tesla's medicine, medicine, Tesla's medicine, healing fields, which is the culmination of uh, ten years of work, uh, will be screened on the thirteenth, which is the Saturday, Saturday, April the thirteenth, around six thirty. Uh, and there's this whole Tesla mania uh, aspect of the Total Health Show, uh, including a workshop and so forth. But you can get more details at TotalHealthShow.com. So, Bob, we were talking about uh, sleep disruption and how electronic smog plays a big part in this. Uh, and you were saying that we should set up our bedrooms so that they're like a log cabin in the forest. So how do we do that? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, so... There's an, an expensive way, and then there's a, you know, a, sort of an easy way that's sort of like a stopgap here. But um, the first thing is important is that you don't sleep with a cell phone underneath your pillow. Like what the kids are doing, that's just like so extremely bad. Uh, you know, they're waiting for, you know, some text or chat from some guy to wake them up in the middle of the night. That cell phone goes off with and checks in with the towers every five minutes for about 20 seconds. So that's way too much uh, radiation. That's sort of close to the head. So that's like a worst-case scenario. So what if you ideally, have the data? What if you, sorry, Bob, but what if you have the data turned off? You know, if it's, if it's just set on, a, on airplane mode, you know, it's totally safe. If you're just going to use it to listen to music or, you know, ringer, you, you can't wake up. So, you know, just put it beside you. That's fine. But it, it, the airplane mode is there for a reason because airplanes don't want you to, you know, have any radiation going on while it's taking off or landing. So that should be like your bedroom all the time. So that's one thing. And then the, the, uh, another problem is that people have portable phones in their bedroom. And uh, that's not healthy either, because those the base stations of those phones are constantly sending out a um, a magnetic field. Um, so if you're if you got a portable phone in your home, the base station of it should not be in your bedroom. It should be as far away as you can have it. Put it in the you know basement where the electrical panel is, and your satellites you know throughout your home. But it shouldn't have the base station there. And, and of course. Uh, like if you have a, 
uh, a bedroom where you use it for as your office and there's Wi-Fi in there too. You you really should turn off all your wireless devices at night. And I've noticed that I slept a lot better. So and everybody that I talk to seems to agree with me. So that's really so. You, if you could just treat you know your sleeping time, and that's really the only time your body really does heal itself. That's why you do go to sleep, so your body can heal itself. If you take away the stress from all the, uh, you know, the electro smog, um, your body will heal a lot better. And I've noticed that uh, people say they sleep a lot better too. Right. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about. Oh, uh, is there anything else on on? That's kind of the the uh, the quick fix. Um, what about, I mean, for people that are really sensitive, because if you live in the city, you're probably, what, no more than 100 meters from a cell tower. So even if you have everything turned off in your room, outdoors, you know, the smart meters and the cell towers and, and everything else, and particularly for those people that are ultra-sensitive uh, to this electronic smog, what do you do? You you, you build a Faraday cage? Hey, how do you, how do you well, sh- it, well, just like... Um you know, the Andex bunker where they took out all the frequencies and they started adding some good frequencies of the Earth's magnetic field, and that's really all it had. That's sort of what you got to do to your bedroom. They they make these things called um, their bed canopies, and they're basically it's silver, and they wrap silver in some cotton, so it sort of looks like a, a mosquito net. And they're expensive. They're about you know, $1,500 for a, a double bed, and you hang it over your bed, and you put a ground sheet in it, and when you get in your bed, it's like you're camping. Um, so it's, and then they work quite well. So most of the people that are electrosensitive, and they live downtown in uh, where there's a, a lot of, you know, city radiation, that that's how they get through, you know, their life. Right, right. Is there a paint, a special paint you can get for your walls that will shield yeah, that's called Y Shield, and it's made in over in Germany, Switzerland, and they've been using this forever over there. But you you got to watch what you do when you you know when you're trying to paint because um, this these little microwaves are pretty good at getting in, running down wires, and jumping out. So if you if you try to do your whole home and it gets in and it's it's trying to get out. Um, and I can't find a way out, it'll just jump into your body and, you know, so it, you can uh, make it worse, right? Okay, i got to take another quick time out, Bob. This was a short segment. We'll come back, finish up Hour 1, and then we'll open up the phone lines. Top of the hour for Bob Conley. Tesla Medicine. Healing Fields right here on The Conspiracy Show. Don't go away. Providing the evidence and letting you draw your own conclusions. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarah. And we are back with Bob Connolly, and he will stay with us into the next hour, and uh, at which time we'll open up the phone lines, and uh, we'll take your questions and comments as we continue to discuss Tesla's Medicine, Healing Fields. That's the name of his documentary, 10 Years in the Making. It will screen at the Total Health Show happening April 12th to the 14th at the Metro Toronto Convention Center. 
TotalHealthShow.com for more information. Uh, so, getting back to the making of this film, what else, what, what did you discover during your 10 years, uh, that, let's say, really blew your mind? Mm, the, the wide range of, uh, diseases magnetic fields would treat. So, for me, um, it was, it, alleviated a lot of my neurological you know, problems, anxiety and depression, and brought back all of my energy. And I'm 65 now, and I feel like I'm an 18-year-old kid again. Uh, so it, it really, it doesn't really do one thing. Once you put some energy into a cell, so it starts working again, um, there's really almost nothing that I see and it can't accomplish. So I'll, I'll just give you some highlights that I thought was uh, sort of cool. So I went to the Czech Republic, and uh, it's they were under, you know, former, you know, Soviet communist rule, and their health care system is quite different than, uh, than it is in the United States, or even here in Canada. It's a little bit more similar right now. Um, and they have a hospital there, and it's totally targeted to people that are paraplegic. They, you know, have a problem with the war, or they get in a car accident, so they come in crippled. And uh, I spent a week there, and they use uh, a special brand of magnetic field therapy and, and lasers that are pulsed. So, um, and they seem to be able to regrow you know the bone extremely quickly and uh, neurons like nerve cells so um and i you know uh interviewed several patients that had come in there and they were part of the war and um you know they've been in a uh a car you know or uh, one of those humvees and it gets blown up with a bomb and they can't walk anymore, and then they go into the hospital, and they stay there for about four months, and they come out walking, and it's like quite a miracle. Um, so there, it's the, a magnetic field at the correct frequency. This is sort of where it gets complicated. Um, my thing was just 10 hertz. You know, the Earth's magnetic field sort of flush out the microwaves and everything's good, but it's really turning into a science now where they've actually figured out different frequencies do different things and and the shape of the waveform will do something different and then you add in a little bit of the height of the waveform the amplitude of how intense it is those three things together some real magic starts to happen like you know what i just uh, shared with you there um and um i watched a um uh most exciting is with cancer, with cancer therapy, and you know, I can, you know, Magda Havis is a good friend of mine. She's in the film, and uh, she went through sort of a, a bout of uh, some some bad cancer, like a, and she used magnetic fields and chemotherapy. So, you know, I was never really a big, uh, you know, promoter of you know people taking you know chemotherapy and doing radiation. Um, until I went into 
these hospitals in Italy and Germany that are using magnetic fields. And uh, so the, what the process is there that they do is that when a magnetic field goes through a cell, like we described, at a specific frequency at a specific intensity, so it's not too loud, not not too quiet, like a champagne glass, for example. If the singer finds the resonating frequency of the champagne glass, it, the, the wall of the glass, actually under high-speed camera, you'll actually see it you'll start turning into like jello, and you can actually put a needle through the glass because you found the resonating frequency of the of the glass and every cell in the body is like that so if you find that specific sweet point the chemotherapy goes right into the cell and it kills the the cancer and so if you use one third of the chemotherapy and you don't suffer the side effects so it's very popular to use uh, magnetic fields with with chemotherapy over there in that way because it makes it more effective. So it's fascinating. Now this, yes, yes. Uh, I was just going to say, uh, like I r- really have to, yeah. you know, when when I first, you know, I have to amend the Canadian government for something at this point. Like I've been down on them for you know a lot of things, but I sort of understand sort of what they're going through right now with their healthcare system that's collapsing. And you know, I when I first went over to Europe to study the stuff that they were doing in these magical clinics in Switzerland where the rich and famous go over and they have the most dreadful cancers and they come back cured, much like Steve Jobs did a couple of times, which I was there around that time going through this. Um, The thing that I most appreciate is that the Canadian healthcare system has now adopted that Swiss healthcare system. So these machines that were... At one time, when I first went over and were looking at these things, they've now been approved by Health Canada to, to use them here. And one reason why my film has taken me so long to get the thing done, because I'd find a machine that I thought was good, and I'd come over here and I'd play it to an audience, uh, you know, my work in progress, and somebody in the audience says, I want to bring it to Canada, and I want to get the rights, so will you help me get approvals of it? And it usually takes about a year and a half. And I did, because I understand, you know, what it takes to get this stuff down. So throughout the making of this film, I helped, you know, about seven manufacturers get their devices licensed here. So when they see the film and they want to use the stuff, you know, the Canadian government says, okay, it's all good to go. And, you know, here you go. Start using them. So I have to commend Right, because it would be nothing worse if once seeing your film... People get all excited and say, "Okay, where do I go?" And you say, "Well, sorry, you got to go to Switzerland or Czechos or the Czech Republic." Yeah, yeah. And that's been my whole story. And everybody that I've interviewed in the film, you know, there's been quite a few famous, you know, scientists and and you know, po- very very popular, you know, doctors. And they always keep saying, "When's the film coming out?" And I go, "Well, you know, I just." You know, got at this device licensed by Health Canada. We go, really? Oh, wow, that's a miracle. I go, that's really good. So I'm sort of, I've got that all over with. There's all the machines are now licensed here. And I've, uh, you know, I've moved from magnetic fields and Tesla also invented a whole pile of ultraviolet light stuff that's now all becoming approved to. So he, he just wasn't magnetic fields. He was 
vibration. Let me talk about vibrations just for a second. Well, you'll tell us about it on the other. Bob will uh, will pick up on the other side, and you'll tell us about ultraviolet light and how we worked with sound and other things. Tesla medicine, healing fields. We'll be back with Bob Conley and your phone calls on the other side. <laughs> 